0: Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. For today, we will continue on with our ongoing conversation on the beauty market. So joining me once again for the conversation, glad to have back with me Senior Municipal Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, Kathleen McNamara. So Kathleen, welcome back. Great to be with you as always and looking forward to our conversation.
1: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on this morning.
0: Absolutely. So, as I'm sure, Kathleen, our listeners, our clients know, a lot happening at the moment that is impacting the markets, and we want to talk about the implications impact specifically to munis here today. So, we've been tracking the banking crisis since this is going back to March, so a couple of months now, though we have been hearing about some recent developments surrounding the regional banks, which CIO has been covering on various podcasts and client live streams. So, specifically, to munis, Kathleen, how have they fared over the past month in consideration of the ongoing developments surrounding the banking crisis as well as in the wake of tax season?
1: Sure, Dan, I'm happy to discuss. I mean, as you already mentioned, you know, the ongoing stress and the failure of a few U.S. regional banks are garnering a lot of attention across the financial markets. With respect to the bank failure's impact to the U.S. municipal bond market, Thus far, we have not witnessed any meaningful disruptions to the market as a whole. Here's why. Immediately following news of the two regional bank failures in the early part of March, tax-exempt muni performance actually benefited from the flight to quality bids seen in the U.S. Treasury market. And although banks do own a significant amount of munis, bear in mind that the largest muni portfolios are held by the large systemically important banks that remain in strong financial health. In the days that followed the news of those regional bank failures, we did learn the size of those muni portfolios that were placed under FDIC control. They were estimated to be at $7.4 billion. We also learned that those securities would be liquidated over the course of weeks rather than an abrupt sale. For context, the muni market has been starved for supply on a year-to-date basis, as you and I I have spoken on this this call um, earlier, earlier this year. Um, So in that instance, you know, the the supply would easily be absorbed. Um, However, most of the portfolio does consist of low-coupon, longer-dated bonds, which are not typically sought after by traditional muni investors. By contrast, they're likely to appeal to institutional buyers. Therefore, we do expect to see a cheapening of the low-coupon, longer-dated portion of the muni market in the weeks ahead, but the impact to the overall muni market should remain muted. As a point of reference, with respect to performance, munis have gained about a half a percent in total return over uh, the past uh, week or so, and that that has boosted the sector's year-to-date return to now sit at over 3%.
0: So just to tie in some further reading related to this topic, I do want to point out to our listeners, our clients, they can read further into your views, Kathleen, on this story via your recent blog, which is titled Regional Bank Stress Fails to Rattle Munis. And that is available up on UBS.com slash CIO. Though, Kathleen, thank you for the color there. And of course, we'll continue to track the banking developments as further developments continue to unfold. I do want to tie in as well, Kathleen, the recent Municipal Market Guide. Uh, that title is Tax-Free Income Top of Mind. A couple of topics you focus on within, and that does include your update for new issue supply, the forecast for 2023. You talk about that a bit. So what did the pace, Kathleen, of new issue supply look like during the first quarter, and what can we expect going forward?
1: Uh, yes, Dan, I'm speaking about supply. In the first quarter of 2023, muni new issue supply came in much lower than most market participants expected, including ourselves. As a point of reference, new municipal bond sales had declined by over 25% compared to the pace seen one year earlier. We attributed that sharp reduction overall supply in large part to an abrupt increase in volatility that discouraged some muni issuers from coming to market and or pursuing refinancing transactions. This caused us to shift our annual issuance targets from unis down to 365 billion from 400 billion earlier. That said, as the Fed approaches the end of its monetary policy tightening cycle, we do believe that rates are apt to decline into year end, reflecting a weaker economic environment against that backdrop. Muni issuance is apt to rise in the second half compared to that slow pace we've seen in recent months.
0: So in terms of implementation, putting some money to work, I do want to highlight the portfolio themes, Kathleen, every month. You do highlight a few for readers, uh, three included in the most recent municipal market guide, including a tie-in into the conclusion of tax season. So what can you share with us there?
1: Sure, Dan, I'm happy to. Sure. In, In our report, you know, as you said, we do highlight three themes. Um, In in this past guide, the first theme we talk about is the fact that following the tax deadline in mid-April, we believe that tax-free income often proves top of mind for many high-net-worth investors. And this year, that is shaping up to prove no exception. We note that taxable equivalent yields on longer-dated high-quality muni's are now close to 6%. And for investors in states that impose high personal income taxes, that taxable equivalent yield can exceed 7% or even 8%. That suggests to us that there's some good value there in the market that we haven't seen in quite some time. The second theme that we talk about in the report is given the unusual shape of the yield curve, we continue to prefer barbell portfolios for investors. And third, with respect to credit quality we retain our preference for an up in quality stance in the face of an economic slowdown.
0: So a few considerations there, Kathleen. Thank you for highlighting. And of course, to point our listeners to the Muni Market Guide to read further into those portfolio themes. As always, Kathleen, we do like to spend a few moments talking about the Spotlight article. So that turns focus back on California and does discuss the issuers most vulnerable to the effects of climate change and does examine some opportunities to consider. So can you share with us, Kathleen, a few takeaways from the Spotlight?
1: Sure, Dan, I'm happy to. Um, In the Spotlight article, we did examine some of the most frequently traded municipal credits in California. Bear in mind, with a very high maximum marginal tax rate. Affluent investors of the Golden State are incentivized to allocate a significant part of their fixed-income portfolio to municipals. The takeaways in our report are that there is some good news in that the state and its local governments have exhibited resilience in the face of natural disasters. Wildfire risk, in particular, has been a significant concern as drought conditions prevailed until this winter. Economic recession and population migration will create budgetary challenges, but the sheer size of the California's economy will constrain the degree of investment risk, in our view. In our report, we discuss a little bit about where to find some relative value opportunities among the large California-based issuers.
0: Okay, so some interesting takeaways, and of course, our listeners can read further into the Spotlight article within the publication. Again, the meeting market guide we've been referencing today, title is "Tax-Free Income Top of Mind." I do again want to highlight Kathleen's blog, which ties into. The banking crisis we spoke about a bit earlier, Regional Bank Stress, Fails to Rattle Munis, both of those resources available now up on UBS.com slash CIO, though for clients of UBS, you can always reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to learn more. But Kathleen, as always, thank you for dropping by Top of the Morning, keeping our listeners updated on the latest developments within the muni market, and I know we've been tracking the debt ceiling very closely as well. That's something top of mind, and we'll look forward forward to talking about that with you next week.
1: Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day.